0: The zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Hot Springs Studio, Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now here's Justin Eggery and DJ Williams on the Buzz Radio Network. 10 percent luck, 20 percent skill, 15 percent concentrated power of
1: will, 5 percent pleasure, 50 percent pain, and 100 percent reason to remember the name. He doesn't need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic. the anyway. He never really talks much Never concerned his status But still even I'm starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help but to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond
2: reach And now it all unfolds the skill of an awesome 20% skill, 80% fear. be 100% clear, cause why you was ill, who would've thought he'd be the one that set the west in flames, and I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game, came back, dropped mega death, took him to church, I like bleach, man, why you had the stupidest
1: verses, dude, it's the truth, now everybody giving them guest spots, and stocks through the roof, I heard you, from what 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5%
2: pleasure, And fire and Mike. You know, in reality, Devo's a point, L. Ellis is a, is a combo point you know, and, and so when you're playing with, with those type of guys, obviously Key on many fields are point guards, so you're kind of running around out there with three-point guards, and even Traymon Mark, he's played some point guard for us earlier in the year, so what we had Chuck during that stretch is really four-point guards, and that's going to uh, elevate your assists. it's going to elevate taking care of the ball.
0: The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires, with locations in Conway on Harkrider, and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style.
3: Alright, Eric must have been talking about his personnel. We'll see who plays heavy minutes in the next game. You just never know game to game with him. Arkansas has got Tennessee next up coming off that win over the weekend against Georgia. Mekhi Mitchell played well. L. Ellis in his starting role. Phenomenal. As Pat Bradley likes to say, if I may be so bold, Mr. Bradley who's listening in, Stat sheet stuffer. So I'll get your thoughts on that in a second. Arkansas women not so fortunate. Got hammered last night. I flipped it on at the beginning of the game. It's like, no, oh, it's two nothing, three nothing, five nothing, seven nothing, eight nothing, twelve. I was like, what is happening right now? Got buried early. Got buried late. Got buried. Eighty-one fifty-five. The final. This just in. Tennessee's pretty good. It was twelve zip. There were people getting mashed in the face. They had bloody lips or fat lips. I mean, it was it was a violent, ugly affair. And uh, Tennessee was pretty good last night, so they rolled at home against Arkansas. The men hosting the Tennessee men coming up tomorrow night on Valentine's Day. DJ, nothing says I love you to your lady like let's watch a Razorback basketball game against Tennessee. You know she's into you if she's down for that. (laughs) Christian, will you watch that with your wife tomorrow night? No, she never watches games. Are you going to uh, cook her dinner, make her dinner, go out to dinner, send her flowers, get her chocolates? What are you doing? I'll get her dinner.
4: Hey, Vabella Despo, get her dinner. Like, pick her up or go go somewhere and we'll have go, dinner.
3: We'll go somewhere. Okay. Sure. What's your go-to? Like, you guys have a place?
4: No. Okay.
3: Tonight, got hoops. A and M and Vanderbilt. <clears throat> I like A and M. It's quite the limb I'm out on. LSU in Florida. It's a good one in uh, Tallahassee, and then Kentucky hosting Ole Miss. Kentucky slipped a bit down to twenty-second in the country, and Ole Miss now Tallahassee.
4: Where at? Gainesville. I say Tallahassee. Yeah, I'm drunk. Okay. <laughs> LSU of Florida. Know, like maybe something I didn't know. I don't I know. I thought I said Gainesville. Yeah. yeah. Kentucky's in Lexington. Maybe <laughs> they're hosting tonight
3: <laughs> against Ole Miss. An Ole Miss team that you remember early on they had that gaudy record and then uh, all the all the prognosticators were like nah they're not in the tournament yet. Mm. They all got them in now. In fact, yeah. nine of them total. We'll talk about that with Pat uh, tomorrow. Arkansas, one of two games. Arkansas hosting at eight o'clock. And seven thirty start for Auburn hosting a surprisingly great Gamecock team from South Carolina. They're from Columbia, South Carolina. All right, let's bring in um, Matt Hobbs coming up by the way in about twenty minutes. We'll talk some Razorback baseball with him. Hi,
0: Pat. Pat Bradley in the zone is brought to you by River City Flooring.
5: Screen for free. Miss. He's been terrific in this
0: first time. River City Flooring. The only thing better than their selection is their service. Visit River City Flooring Inc.com. River City Flooring Inc.com. Oh, Buongiorno
3: Patrizio. How are you? good? What's going on, fellas? Oh, you know, we're just talking some hoops and football, baseball, basketball, golf, track, and field. A little highlight mixed in. We're doing it all today. What are you up to? Here
6: you go. Here you go. Sounds like a full day.
4: Pat, I want to know before we get started talking about basketball, you like oysters?
6: Oysters? Oh, yeah, of course. I but knew it. Of course. You I know it. that? You spent time up in New England?
4: Nah, no, I, I, I didn't throw back oysters, though. I'll say that. It's not my, not my jam. I, I don't think I'm eating them the right way. Not like, you know people who eat oysters, they almost kind of want to brag that they
3: Northeastern oysters are a different breed really? than Gulf oysters, literally and
4: figuratively. Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: They are so much different. They're usually smaller. They're uh, a completely different flavor. And I had never really had them, Pat, until the oyster bar got revamped here and they've got a great selection of all kinds of different oysters. And man, the Northeast stuff is phenomenal. Completely different, though. Oh,
6: yeah, yeah. I didn't... Um... So, yeah, the ones like you remember the ones we had down in Mobile, Alabama? Oh yeah. They were just like they look like
3: chicken. I mean, chicken they're hen. huge. The Gulf oysters are You're,
6: huge. Yeah. So we get we each year. I mean, this, this obviously we can get them pretty easily. You know, they sell them in all the grocery stores uh, up here. So, well, actually, I'm in Charlotte, but um, so we'll get them for you know for Christmas Eve. We get you know a couple dozen oysters and we'll shuck them. Maybe I'll char-grill them. Sometimes they, you know, you know. but usually we just shuck them and just score them right down.
4: It's a
3: happy fat good Tuesday. Good
4: sauce of protein. Yeah. Good sauce of protein. Is it good? Because Do Cause you, don't you just swallow them? You don't savor or chew or anything, right? I may get get, may get a little bite on them, you know? Mm. With the oysters. A little
3: bite if you want. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I crush. Because this way you can yeah. taste
6: the brine, the brininess.
3: Yeah. The salt—the ones in the northeast seem a little saltier. At okay. least the ones I've had. The uh, I just do—tabasco, horseradish, raw horseradish, and tabasco. That's what I do. I don't put them on a cracker. I just pull them out the shell and go to town. Let's get to work, sir. Right. Let's get to work. Okay. Um. Let's get to work on some hoops, Pat. Here we go. Razorback basketball, nice win over the weekend. Certainly beating Tennessee tomorrow night would be even more impressive. The Vols currently the top-ranked SEC yeah. team at number eight. The Gamecocks at 11, Auburn 13, Alabama 15, and Kentucky at 22. Florida and Gainesville. Ole Miss and A&M all receiving votes at this point. Lenardi and um, Jerry Palm both predicting nine. Patrick, that is a dream come true for you if that comes to pass. How about that? What do you think? Well, it's not good, But,
6: I, you know, I'll tell you the most important thing is you – you know it's good get nine teams in, but you know in the last couple of seasons it's been um, you know just one team advancing past the Sweet Sixteen,
0: mm-hmm.
6: right? It was last year obviously the Hogs losing the Sweet Sixteen, but um you know, there just haven't been many you know, Final Fourteen. Last one was at Auburn in
3: that 2017
6: that Auburn goes
3: when they went to the Final so Four. We, I think that may have been 2018. They had Jaron Harper. And Mustafa here in? Yeah,
6: Derek Hopper, mm-hmm. Bryce Brown, um you know, obviously a couple seasons ago, they were number one and they had Jabari Smith. But um so you have so you have like last year, Alabama number one overall seed. Um so, you know, for me personally, it's great getting, you know, a bunch of teams in, but to get greedy, it'd be nice to get uh, you know, a couple of lead eight, then a couple of final fours. That's,
3: Is that all? That's when <laughs> you start to
6: I hope to get a little
3: greedy. Though. Yeah, well, yeah, it'd be nice to get a handful of teams past the first weekend, or past the first, yeah, into the Sweet 16 and beyond, I suppose, yes. Uh, he's got uh, Mississippi State last four in, Florida, Ole Miss last four getting buys. Tennessee is a two, Alabama, Auburn, threes, South Carolina as a five, and Kentucky is a six, with Florida as a ten, Mississippi State, and A&M also, and Ole Miss is an eleven, so we'll see if that, that comes to pass or not. That's uh, Lenardi's picks and palm i think somewhat similar but certainly has nine in um so what do you think of arkansas last weekend pat L. ellis who you want to talk about a guy who's been at the very extremes not playing a second to starting and playing well and leading the team the other night in a win over georgia i mean we talk about it every week i'll keep talking about it till the end of the season you just have to be a special kind of person to play for coach musselman because not most i mean
4: most guys can't you know, handle yeah. it, DJ. I just think I, I like just, if you
3: rolled out there every day, I, it's I,
4: like... I don't get it. And like I, I'm not questioning. I guess I am questioning his coaching decisions. But Pat, could you imagine trying to get into a rhythm week in and week out, playing in a system where yeah. you lead your team one week and you don't see the court? The next, I, I just what what's the theory behind this? Well, I think you know what we've seen from Coach Moss over the last couple seasons is he
6: kind of takes his time to settle on his guys in his rotation. And then once he does, though, you know, he, he knows what to expect. And, you know, it's a lot easier for him and his coaching staff to to game plan when they know who exactly they can depend on to do what and to put them in certain situations. So I think it's probably just as frustrating for him. Um, you, you, and I think it's just the
4: consistency. You don't think you know that this, at this point we're in on the season? I mean... He and, I, a- and I think
6: that's why it's such a unique season is because, you know, I, he probably looks at these guys as extremely inconsistent mm-hmm. or he would have settled on guys. Um, you know, I do think, like, to, to what you're saying, it's, it's difficult. I mean, he is a coach where you know, he'll put you in the game. If he doesn't see something that he wants to see you do, whatever it is, that you know, whatever type of player you are, if you're a guy that's going to, Rebound or defend or whatever it is that your strength should be. I, mean, I think he 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 kind of decides pretty quick. Like, okay, you don't got it today, <laughs> or I, I don't trust you today. Um, and it seems like he doesn't. You know, he doesn't want to keep you out there to work through what you need to work through. So um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think any coach really wants to be in that position, right? Don't I mean? No coach wants to be sitting mid-February and, and still not sure which guys he's going to be able to trust to put out there. And you see it in in the record, in the results.
4: Do you see that um, hurting his players with that mentality? Um, Having this idea of like, man, if I'm off just a a little bit, dang, I I won't be able to play today. I mean, isn't there something cool about having a coach say, hey, look, you're my guy, we're going to roll with you and kind of give you the green light and not always feeling like you're on edge all the time?
6: Yeah, problem, DJ. Like, we're talking about a certain level of talent where you know that guy is, is you know, he's going to work through a couple of mistakes and then he's going to give you 20 and 10? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, when I, particularly talking about that type, you know, we've seen guys who are extremely talented players and everyone knows and sees their talent. It's just sometimes how to push the right button to get that talent. Um, you know, we, we just, I mean, I mean, it's no secret. I mean, you can look at, like, a lot of the uh, you know, projections. You know, the talent. We we have good players. Um, you know, just not, I think, the guys where you say, okay, I tr- I, I, I'm i going to trust you enough to put you out there to work through your mistakes because at the end of the day, we're going to win this game, even making a few mistakes. You know, I I, I just don't see it. Yeah. We'll um, get that type of team.
3: You know, Makai Mitchell is another story that I like. Pat, he showed some flashes last year, but certainly he has been a, a key for them the last couple of games, and was glad to see him play well and really came up huge at the free throw line too on Saturday.
6: Yeah, that was. You know, he's shooting the. Um, speaking of free throws, I was looking at some numbers and he shot it well, but he's he's like a seventy percent free throw shooter, so he's a, he's been he's been dependable from the from the free throw line, and that's an important thing for Coach musk. His teams um, are always at the top of the SEC in the country if free throws attempted, And that's, you know, if you, if, if you don't have the ability, that's just like what he likes, what he wants out of his players. So you have to be prepared to know how to get to the free throw line. you got to be able to make them. But, yeah, Makai's been good. I think what Coach Musselman said at the beginning of that, that audio clip, you know, to have multiple guys be able to make good decisions with the basketball, it's very simple. You mentioned South Carolina. Like, nobody anticipated South Carolina being tied for the first in the SEC. But what they have is they, they get just good decision-makers with the ball. They're, they're patient, under control, and because of that, they're in every game. You know, it's not like up and down can, can inconsistency. So, if he can get those guys play a couple of guards, and you mentioned, you know, he had a couple of guys that played point guard. That's good. I mean, if yeah. you, you can get those guys making good decisions consistently, then you're going to be in every game.
3: Pat, your colleague Dane Bradshaw said, I believe, I read this quote, that Kentucky's got a Final Four offense and a round of 32 defense. <laughs> this week they're hosting uh, Ole Miss back tonight. What uh, what happens there?
6: Well, I think Kentucky is – the defense is struggles
3: Occasional. because
6: it's just mistakes. It'll be over health. It'll be um, you know, out of position. And it could just only be out of position if you're in help a couple of steps too much. And now the ball swings quick and your man catches it and it's a catch and shoot three as opposed to you being anticipating. So it's those small little things. Um, I mean, it's not like an, a physical inability to play defense and get the athletes to do it. I think it's just an understanding. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they get into watch film, and they're explaining to them, listen, don't overhelp. You overhelp too much, you can't get back to your man. Or, you know, you don't rotate quick enough on the weak side. Just just kind of simple things like that. Um, you know, because their offense is. I mean, it, it, it's incredible. They have five guys on the floor who can pass, dribble, and shoot. And just a very skilled, all five guys you can put out there, very skilled and do all, all three things.
3: No doubt. Uh, let me completely shift off this and talk about... Um... KT? Hmm? KT?
6: No? You guys get all Super Bowl out of your system?
3: I was going to talk about the Dunkin' Donuts commercial, but sure. Whatever you want to
6: do. Oh, yes. That was great, wasn't it? Not,
3: <laughs> I don't think we enjoyed it as much yep. as you did, but yes, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the video going uh, around of the guys? They hung up a a, a a tire in the back where they were shooting the commercial. Oh no, I didn't see it. And oh. they and I'm sure it was planned, but they had Brady and uh, and his boys, Damon and um, Affleck, throwing footballs back there. By the way, Ben Affleck throws a horrific pass. He can't throw. No, that's they, surprising. I'm surprised too. Wait, ben, who? Ben Affleck and Okay, ben okay,
4: Damon. Matt Damon. I bet he can throw. Matt throws
3: pretty well. Yeah. Um, Doesn't, but but it was hilarious. Like he tw- didn't look athletic at all? Uh, no, he throws funny. Ooh. He threw some ducks. Uh <laughs> you could have put it in the gumbo, I just ate. Anyway, he was um Brady was hilarious. He threw like twenty right through there in the middle. I'm like, the dude hasn't missed a beat. But I guess, you know, he's pretty good. How far away? Uh, I like think twenty yards. No way.
4: How many in a row? I don't know. Was, yeah, I mean he was edited for content. No I don't way. know. You
3: should find the video though, it was pretty funny. The joke was like Affleck's like, what if uh what if they had drafted me instead
4: of Tommy B?
0: No. I was like, yeah. Can I ask you
4: uh, one more basketball question, Pat? Jeez. Are we running late? Are we tight on – I just – when it comes to – like, you know, the – I'm just fascinated. Him and the way that he decides to play his players, the subs, some guys transferring. I'm sure they came in with the at least lore of, oh, I'm going to get some good playing time with Coach Muss, and then they sit down – Um, one, how many of these guys do you see not sticking around that have an opportunity to come back? I just don't see a lot of guys on this roster that are going to be, you know, NBA must-gets. And on the other aspect, how is this going to affect recruiting with the way that he chooses to have this interesting, you know, who-plays style?
6: Yeah, and that's, I guess, I don't know if I was talking to you guys, but at some point you think to yourself, he has to be thinking, like, what are we going to do for next year with some yeah. of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I was starting to think that same thing on the same, like, thinking of what, where you're going with it. And he has to figure out, okay, which, which one of these guys, and that's the challenge of the transfer portal we talked about. It. It's like, you guys go in the transfer portal at the end of the season, and you only get a week or two to kind of figure out, is this our guy? You know, you watch tape, maybe you try to talk to him a couple times. So, you it's a lot less than recruiting a high school kid for two years. So, like, now you get him on campus and maybe he wasn't who you thought he was uh, and you try to work through it. And that's part of it, I think, what Coach Musk is going through right now. It's like, okay, I thought this kid could do different things. He can't really, maybe wasn't the guy we thought he was. So, yeah, I think there's going to be a point in this season and we may be getting to that point where he's got to try and win games now, obviously, but... You know, he's got to be thinking about which one of these guys am I going to – anybody. And I think, you know, who do I want to bring back? Who can we coach? Who can, you know, come back and be better? But I think with the recruiting part of it, like, he's very good at sitting in front of a recruit, whether it's a transfer guy or it's a high school kid, and basically saying, here's how we're going to get you where you want to go. Professional basketball, be successful at Arkansas – and here's our game plan for that. So I, I think, you know, he'll probably just be very upfront, DJ, honestly, and be like, yeah, you know, these guys, they, they were just inconsistent. And, and, you know, if they weren't giving me what I want, when I see it in the first few minutes of the game, I know that guy is not going to be able to, to get this done for me today. So, you
3: know, so I yank him. <laughs>
6: yeah.
3: you know, I think the best way is always to be honest in, in those situations. PB, thank you for the time, buddy. Thank you to River City Flooring and Terry and the crew over there. They do a great job, and we will check, check in next
4: week. Hopefully, the hogs are celebrating. Marvin, Jesse, you man, PB, see you, buddy. Jeez, I couldn't imagine playing football dropping one pass. I'm not feeling you today, Williams. Mm-hmm. Come sit next to me.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, you would definitely get some of that. You didn't drop passes, luckily.
4: Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> we had a couple of uh, ideas yesterday. We offered up at. Um, Ava avabella Ava Bella. great Ava. options there couples massages facials 24 karat gold they last it lasts a long time apparently you gotta yep. make sure you get that scrubbed off all afternoon uh also other things out there for all you people looking for a nice gift for somebody or just something special for yourself my friends at jones and son they got you covered uh r- right now they have a deal going on through the whole month of february so if you're a last minute shopper for valentine's day and you can't pull it off today don't worry you have the whole month of february to get this figure it out Anything that you buy there at the largest diamond selection store here in the state, it's going to be 18 months. That's the payment plan they're going to put you on with 0% interest. Uh, That's a really good deal, a year and a half to get that paid off with 0% interest. Now, these purchases, anything you get has to be over $1,000, but trust me, if you get it there, it's going to be worth it. they got a great collection as well. Talking Michael M. Viragio. They also have their own couture collection. Uh, you can't miss when you go to Jones and Son to select anything that you need when it comes to the best diamond setup that you have here in the state. And don't forget, uh, they're backing up their word. They say they have the best prices, and they're going to have a price match guarantee to make sure they offer you the best price. You can find them at Rodney Parham 11121 Rodney Parham Road. That's the where you're going to find them. They've been there 35 years, and they've been excellent for all 35 of them. Jones and Son, 18 months, 0% interest.
3: Matt Hobbs, Arkansas pitching coach on the other side. Here's a little more from Eric Musselman talking about the Tennessee Volunteers. Arkansas up next against them in Fayetteville tomorrow. Hopefully showing the Vols no
2: love. Since I've coached against Coach Barnes, uh, they cut harder than any team in the league. They run their offense as well as any team in the league. They're a high assist team there will be four to five passes made without a dribble. They have a star or a superstar player who's going to be an NBA high draft pick in Dalton Connect, um, who's a transfer from a smaller Division I school. Think about these guys that we've been focal points of our scouting reports in the past. Josiah James, uh, Viscovi, Ziegler, those guys have been the focal points of past scouts And now we're throwing Dalton Connect ahead of those guys in our preparation. That shows you how good this team is. I think the Tennessee team, with their talent level, their length, their basketball IQ, and their coaching, is a team that can play for a Final Four or a national championship.
1: Now you can watch all your favorite Buzz shows streaming live on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. 1037 The Buzz, your multimedia fun and game station.
0: Sports Center.
1: Last night in college basketball,
3: Texas Tech pulled the upset over sixth-ranked Kansas, winning 79-50. to They were led by sophomore guard Darren Williams, who had 30 points on 12 of 12 from the floor, and 11 rebounds. For the season, he's averaging just 9 points and 7 rebounds. Tonight in the SEC,
1: Vanderbilt will host Texas A&M at 6 on ESPNU. Florida will take on LSU at 7 in the swamp on the SEC network. Then 22nd-ranked Kentucky will host Ole Miss at 8 on ESPN. And nationally, there's just one ranked matchup, 12th ranked Baylor will host 25th ranked Oklahoma at 8 on ESPN2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network.
4: At Eat My Catfish, fall is our favorite time of the year, and football season isn't the only thing making a comeback. Available now, our famous shrimp gumbo and Cajun boudin balls make their return to the menu. Order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local, eat fresh. Eat my catfish.
1: Four score and seven years ago. I don't know how long ago that was, but I'm pretty sure that's when we got our sofa. And those recliners. If you're sitting on furniture from a fireside chat with FDR... Get present. Residential savings at Lazy Boy Home Furnishings. East Wing, West Wing, even your Oval Office. 30% off store wide and up to 50% off on select items. Extended hours on President's Day. Save even more Franklins with Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and decor. Shackleford Galleries of Little Rock. Long live the lazy. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota compact tractors. Rated number one in durability and owner experience. Designed for easy operation and feature performance matched attachments. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down. Zero APR for up to 84 months plus save up to $300 on select equipment. Stop by River Valley Tractor or go to KubotaUSA.com forward slash disclaimers for full disclaimer.
2: At Arts Marine, we just called in our latest flock of hunting boats. Look at these ambush boats by Legendcraft. The perfect style and function for years of successful hunts. How about letting us customize a well-built boat your particular needs? Bury any of our boats with a Tatsu outboard All the boats at Arts Marine are rugged and our selection prices are unmatched in Central Arkansas. We also offer full service on ATV. So, before you hit the deer woods, come let our certified technicians. Make sure you don't have any breakdowns this fall. Get in now before these deals fly away. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you.
3: Daisy, would you want to go to breakfast at the Boar's Nest on Saturday? Enos, I'm busy from 9 to 10 a.m. Listening to me Unplugged on the bus. I can't compete with Scott Romine. <laughs> Maybe some other time, sugar.
0: If you're loving what you hear on The Zone, you should try our video stream on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, or X if you're a nerd. Now, let's get back into The Zone. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. What's the scenario, here we go yo, here we go yo So what, so what, so what's the scenario Ayo, Bo knows this, and Bo knows that what? But Bo knows jack, cause Bo can't rap Well what do you know, the dead dog is first up to back. No batteries
2: included, and no strings attached No holes barred, no time for move faking Got to get to loot so I can bring home the bacon Brothers front, they say the drop can't flow But we've been known to do the impossible like Broadway Joe So sleep if you want like we will help you get your Z's true. But here's the real
1: scoop I'm all that and then some Short doctor have some bus And inside your eye To show you where I come from I'm vexed Fuming I've had it up to here My days of pain, Dudes are over Acknowledge is in there Yeah Head for the border, Go get a taco I see record from the jump street, Meeting from the get go Sit back, relax And let yourself go Don't sweat what you heard but act like you know Yes, yes, y'all Yes, y'all Who got the vibe it's
3: four in the zone and our question today today is what sporting event are you most looking forward to next now that the Super Bowl is in the books and for those of us who are football fanatics it kind of sucks unless you're really in- into this and excited about this XFL uh, AFL thing or whatever it's called USFL With the Rock yeah, Dwayne the, the Rock Johnson. I don't. I mean, I'll maybe watch it if it's on. I might even throw a few dollars on it. But yeah. I do not care. I'm excited about baseball starting this week. A lot and of so people, are listeners, 72% of them, 72% are looking forward to back baseball. That's over. Uh, waiting around for the March Madness. Over waiting for the Masters. Over waiting for the start of football season. I'm glad that people look. What the scenario. Baseball is more now than it ever has been, and I've lived here for almost thirty years. It is more a part of the fabric of Arkansas sports fans than it ever has, but it's really? great. Why yes. I
4: feel like they've always been very
3: success breeds is what it is? interest level, yes. Yeah, I get it. So anyway, I'm excited about it. I think and obviously there's the potential to go really deep. Arkansas picked to win the SEC. Arkansas gonna be one of the favorites to go to Omaha,
4: and all the pressure falls on the players and coaches. So we'll we'll, we'll deal with that with them. Yes? What is it about track? You know, that's the best thing we have at University of Arkansas. I don't see a lot of fans just being, ooh, track season's coming. It ain't on TV very is much. Is that what it is? I don't know.
3: I don't know. It's weird. In the United States, track and field does not resonate in the same way. I love track and field. Me too. I love,
4: I love... Best athletes
3: on the planet. They're way up there. I'm a big track and field guy, but... Way up there? Who's higher than track and field athletes? Basketball's pretty high. Like, strength, jumping, speed. No. You've seen, like, a... Well, it depends uh, how you define athlete. Let's debate this in a bit. Let's bring Matt Hobbs in. He's waiting. He's got stuff to do. He's got he's got athletes to get ready for yeah, baseball yeah. season. Coach, where do you rank baseball players in the pantheon of athletes overall?
5: Uh, good question, and thanks for having me. Uh, I uh, It's a skill. I mean, it's tough to throw and hit a baseball, so I think the skill part would be up there. But I you to attract track meet. I heard you guys talking about track. I went to a track meet with my wife and my kids right when I got this job and if you want to feel bad about yourself physically, you go walk through the track when they're out there competing. It's like they are like physically.
4: Yeah, it's like they just bounce different and they they jump, they explosion. I mean, I've never it seen a anything like it.
5: Different different athlete, man. Yeah. Like that's a different athlete. They like physically they look different. They're like insanely fast, springy. It's like the greatest athletes Collection of athletes I've ever seen in one place.
3: It's all relative though, coach, because I could go see the Razorback ping pong team play, and I would feel bad about myself then too. So I mean, skill base. Yeah, it depends how unathletic <laughs> you difference, are. Difference between skill and athleticism. Guys like you, coach, and you, DJ, it's hard to True. impress you guys when it comes to athleticism. I'm just like, wow, that guy's backhand is insane. <laughs> so I mean, I got 80 year old women beating me in pickleball. I mean, forget it. We're we're on different levels, fellas. So um, your pitcher, hagen Smith, coach. I mean, what else can you say about him? but he's really awesome at what he does. Preseason All-American and first-team All-Conference, and understandably so. Hopefully he got more than one pitcher on there by the time it's all said and done. What did he need to, or what did you want to see from an improvement standpoint, especially from a guy that's playing at that high of a level already?
5: Well, um, he needed to throw more strikes with his fastball, first of all. I mean, that's always been kind of the thing. He, he was a, He's a good strike thrower, but he wasn't a great strike thrower with his fastball. And that's improved. And then he needed to add something that moved away from hitters, at least from right-handed hitters. You know, with his, the two spin pitches kind of move into righties and his fastball at times moves into righties. So adding a split really helped him. And then, but I think the biggest thing he did was get stronger in the offseason. We didn't pitch him in the fall for that express purpose for him to just stay with our strength coach. And we wanted to do it in the summer, to be honest, right after the season ended. But he's invited to play for Team USA. And, you know, there's a few things I just never say no to as a coach or I tell a guy I would encourage you guys to do in the summer. Team USA is always one of them. So we, we wanted to let him have that experience. It's the second time he's got to do it. So that's a big deal. And so we did it in the fall instead. He did a, He did a really good job with our strength coach getting himself stronger, and physically just more ready for the season i think that was the the, the other things are important too don't get me mm-hmm. wrong but the biggest thing he had to do is get stronger
3: what's the velo difference in the end of last year and the start of this season
5: uh last year i think the last time he pitched he would like bump bumping 96 um but he pitched kind of like 92 93 94 mm-hmm. and maybe games are going to be higher obviously and so far this year i mean he's He's clipped 100 every time he's thrown live, and it's been you know 97 to 99 pretty much consistently consistently in these in these scrimmages leading up to the season. I don't know if he's going to pitch there all season, but he's not showing me that he's not going to right now.
3: Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Talking to Matt Hobbs on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline if you're just an in-pitching coach for Arkansas, help me understand the difficulty of a collegiate pitcher, especially even, even one as talented as he is, mastering and adding a pitch to the to the repertoire? How hard is that to do?
5: Really hard, because you've been successful, especially, so you take a guy like him that has had success with the other stuff, and since he's been here, he's tinkered with his, his breaking ball, but he's found one that finally worked for him, and he added a cutter last year at this time, and that, that pitch has worked for him. So, when you're asking him to add something else to the arsenal, um, it's tough, because the other things are so good, and there's only so much training economy that pitchers have in terms of the amount of pitches they're going to throw in the middle of the week or the amount they have to work on pitches. So you almost have to make it the goal for a chunk of time where that's really all you're going to work on if you're going to add something from zero from ground zero. I mean, he threw it a little bit last year and a little bit in the summer, but really was not a, a high-usage pitch for him at all. And I'm not saying it's going to be something he's going to throw 40% of the time this season either. But it takes what it takes in terms of like what you have to put into that pitch and the pitch needs maintenance and the pitch needs, you know, you have to give it time. So it's difficult, especially when you're, you're at the level that he's at. I mean, he's really good and he wants to continue to be really good. So asking him to try something new or kind of saying, Hey, this is something you need to do. And he's open to it because he's a competitor and he wants to be better, but it takes a lot of time and, even then, even with the amount of time he's put in and how, how much better I think the pitch has gotten from the first day he has been working on it to today, it still needs maintenance and it still needs work. So I don't think again, like I said, I don't think this is going to be a pitch you're going to see him throw 40 percent of the time right out of the gate. But it could be a pitch that he uses you know significantly more as the season as the season goes on.
4: Coach, can I ask a baseball question from somebody who doesn't know much about baseball? Now you got me curious about these pitches. Uh, compare it to like the, the scenario how people say if you were to only have two clubs going golfing. Playing golf, which clubs do you take? Uh, a pitcher, he only has three pitches that he can use all year long. What would be those three pit- pitches that he would need to be successful?
5: Well, you need to have a fastball first of all, just to be able to get stuff, to get people off other things, and then you need to have. Then, it, then it breaks down into how often the other pitches can get you results that you're looking for. So. If you're a ground ball pitcher, maybe you're throwing more change-ups. If you're a guy that's going to have a higher leverage amount of strikeouts, you're going to be throwing more pitches, more spin pitches, like sliders, curveballs, and cutters. And then you'd have to look at, all right, take all the pitches that you throw. Let's say you throw three pitches. Take all the pitches that you throw. You're going to take an end zone strike percentage pitch. You have to take one of those with you that's in the 60%, 65% range. That's total swing, foul balls, swing and miss, call strike. You're going to take that pitch with you. Then you have to take a whiff pitch. You got to take a pitch you can get swings and misses on. Um, so then you're going to take a pitch that's in the 30% swing and miss rate, you know, in or outside the strike zone. That would be like an at. That's like an average. If it's better than that, obviously, like like Hagen slider for example, was like 43% whiff last year. So he'd take that pitch with it. And then you have to take a pitch that gets you off the other two pitches. And maybe that's a changeup, or maybe that's a split, or maybe that's something that. He can throw in the strike zone or out of the strike zone maybe it's a 55 percent zone zone pitch for him so he throws something in between the other two pitches that are going to be higher usage and then you just take those three pitches and break them down by percentage of time you want to throw each one of those pitches and that's sometimes determined by handedness of the hitters you're going to face lineup density you know a lot of different things go into that but i, I like to think about it more about what do the pitches do what do the pitches achieve against the barrel and then Build a game plan from. I don't know if that answered the question yeah.
4: or not. I, I'm sure you answered it. It's just <laughs> I know.
3: I know. DJ was hoping for a very thorough answer, Coach. That was pretty, pretty basic and kind of the, just the ground of it. But that's fine. You know, we'll go deeper some other time. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever taught a guy to throw a knuckle, or have you ever coached a knuckleballer? <laughs>
5: uh, Scott Akamine at Chapman University in is a Division three school in Orange County. It was my like first ever coaching job. I don't even know if I was the pitching coach. I think I was just helping. <laughs> but he threw something called an exploding knuckleball. And he threw a knuckleball that was like 85 miles an hour. It was a terrible pitch, but I mean it that's the only one I've ever had any experience with.
3: Is there a place for that in today's modern baseball?
5: Yeah, absolutely. There's a place well. for everything. Yeah. Like, okay. People people just spend too much time worrying about Numbers and things like that. When it comes to pitches, the only thing you have to worry about is does it fit your arsenal and can it get hitters out. Yeah. So there's a place for every single pitch under the sun uh, for everybody. Yes. There's never a, there's never a time not to have or to, to add and subtract things from your arsenal. Knuckleballs are just as effective as other pitches if you can throw them. I mean, it, right. it takes a long time and it's usually a pitch somebody adds at the end of their career, but. I think George Kirby, a pitcher for the Seattle Mariners, threw a knuckleball in a game last year just because he had it, and it, that's like one of the best command guys in the big leagues. I mean, he he certainly found a place for that in his arsenal, so why can't we find somewhere? We don't have anybody that throws one. Right. Um, I wouldn't consider myself any kind of an expert at teaching it, so I can't tell you that while I'm at the University of Arkansas you're going to see a lot of those pitches, but there's a place for everything.
3: I like how you give us a five-minute analysis on the pitching philosophy, and then you go, it's basically just like, you know, hey, can you get guys out with it? That's cool. <laughs> I would like to see inside your brain, coach. There's a lot of things going on over there. It's like you're painting Renoirs over here and over here. He's just like slapping paint up on the wall. His brain has got a lot going on, DJ. That's impressive. Um, let me ask you about the rest of your pitchers, and, and I want to start with Tiger and the, the move from the bullpen. I know he's been a sometimes starter for you, but you know we we talked from day one. It seemed like you know this guy's got great stuff. Maybe he becomes. I guess we've been talking about him as a starter ever since he came out of the pen initially as a freshman. How do you think that yeah. transition works? What are keys in getting him right for that role?
5: Uh, he has to be able to use the depth of his arsenal as a starter. I mean, as a reliever, everybody saw how good he was with two pitches. It was basically just fastball, curveball, mostly curveball, to be honest. It was like a 55% usage on his breaking ball as a reliever, and he doesn't have to do that anymore. He's got a good fastball, a really good changeup. He's added kind of a sweeping slider. And his curveball is his curveball. It's always been a really good pitch. So he has to be willing to use a deep arsenal. That has to be the thing that Brady hangs his hat on is that he can throw kind of any pitch in any count. And he's aggressive with how he uses his pitches. I love it. Um, He's not afraid to throw any of these pitches. So you're going to see four-pitch mix out of Brady. And as long as he doesn't lean too much on one pitch of any type, I think he's going to be really successful. I think we saw that a little bit towards the end of last year when we had to bring him back after the flexor issue we had. You know, we had to bring him back as a starter, and it ended up being great for him. It calmed him down a little, and I think that's the key for a young pitcher transitioning from the bullpen to the rotation, is you have to be able to be comfortable throwing 60, 70, 80, 90 pitches instead of just as hard as you can for 40. Mm -hmm. And I could see. You can see it in Brady. I think Brady's always wanted to start, and we've always kind of thought he was a starter just because he did have a deep arsenal. And when he was a freshman, he just leaned on the two pitches, and he was excellent in that role. So he's been great. The transition has been good. He just has to be able to be comfortable staying with his arsenal and using it, and using it the way that he needs to, which he's he's done a nice job of. It'll just be you know when the rubber meets the road and the season starts, he has to continue to do those things if he's going to be successful. Mm
4: -hmm. Coach, you uh, obviously you got your guys back no matter what but within your own team uh which one of the hitters is the hardest for your pitchers to get out
5: man there's a couple of them Uh loy is is really really tough to deal with the transfer from sack state because it's power and it's better play discipline than i thought it would be he's just a, he's dangerous um and he's also like the personality wise it's it's that that's what you need to be a hitter he, he doesn't get you wrapped up in how is that bat go. He's, he's just very, very confident when he steps in the box. And Kendall Diggs is like nightmare fuel for me in terms of he doesn't chase a lot. He can hurt you on the pull side. He'll take a backside single. It's just like guys like that. Him and Hudson White, guys like that. I guess Ben McLaughlin, too. Mm-hmm. Then Stovall, when he's, when he's back healthy, those guys are just like, they're just tough to deal with because they, they see a lot of pitches. They don't chase a lot. And then when you make a mistake in the zone, they can hurt you. You know, for extra bases, or, or and then I'm also willing to take a single, which as a pitcher, it kind of sucks. <laughs> you want them to be one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, but those guys are all pretty. You know, that their 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 game is pretty multiple, and how they can, you know, leverage their at bat. It's just they're tough to deal with. So, Talk- those are the guys that, that I would have the, the hardest time if I was an opponent.
3: Talking to Matt Hobbs and the Brandon Moving and Storage hotline again, Razorback pitching coach. Uh, just about out of time here, Coach. Want to ask you about James Madison? We talked to Bubba about them. Yesterday I said, Bubba, what do you know about James Madison? He said, I know they're the Dukes. So I'm curious, again, at at this point in the season, no disrespect to James Madison, but are you focused as much on the opponent as you would be later in the season, especially in conference play, or are you mostly focused on seeing what your guys will do in a game setting?
5: No, it's about our guys. I mean, with the transfer portal in the beginning of the season and how much guys change in eight, nine months, you you don't know what they're going to roll out there, so... The returners that we do know about, we'll, we'll give our guys information on it, but it's all, it's about our guys. And honestly, like yes, we do have lots of ways to scout our opponents, but it's always about our guys first. Mm-hmm. So we, we try to keep it simple for them. But we'll have a decent game plan for James Madison after game one. I think that's when you're really going to build your game plan off of, at the beginning of the season anyway.
3: Yeah. All right, before we let you go, um, coaches don't get walk-up music, but if you had a walk-up, music to go out and visit your pitcher, what would Matt Hobbs' walk-up music be? <laughs> uh,
5: let's see. I, I like ACDC, so really anything by ACDC or Metallica. Those okay. are like my two favorite bands. So right. Either one of those two.
4: That'd be a great addition to the game, yeah. walk-up music for pitch coach. I think so. Yeah.
5: Give me, I think so. Give me like fuel, give Darth me fire. Vader soundtrack when they're walking out to the mound, I think that would be yeah.
3: good. When you're going to pull a guy, they play Inner Sandman, and it'd be... <laughs> time to go rest, son <laughs> uh, Hey, Matt, listen Thanks for the time Good luck this season I know we'll get you on again I got a few other guys I want to ask you about But we're out of time So thanks so much For making uh, a few minutes For us on game week Yeah, thanks a lot, guys I appreciate y'all Alright, great stuff Matt Hobbs, as always Always a great guest That dude's got a serious brain Very analytical But at the end of the day He can break it down In the simplest terms Me trying to process
4: What he was saying it was tough You seen the scene From Rain Man? Yeah <laughs> It was just yeah. it was all in front of my face Yeah couldn't get it. He's counting cards. Yeah. He's counting cards. <laughs> he's yeah. And kind of... yeah, 9 o'clock date with Iris.
3: <laughs> counting cards. Uh, Matt Hobbs is a genius. He's, he's awesome to talk to. But I like it because he can he can definitely make it understandable. When we talked football earlier and yeah. you were explaining to me, I was like, I don't I don't get it. You still didn't get nah, what I was were, saying you? you were very good. Okay, all right. But it was still like... <laughs> I'm not smart enough. Yeah. Eli Cranor's smart. He's going to join us on the other side.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: Roger Scott for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Due to weather conditions, Alcoa Community FCU has extended their New Year's auto loan special through Valentine's Day. 3.99% interest on 22, 23, or 24 models. No payments for 90 days or up to 84 months financing. Get pre-approved online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Rock out with the only American-style sushi experience founded on great food and rock and roll. Rock and roll sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors in a rock and roll five that'll blow your mind rock and roll sushi. you want the vip roll shrimp tempura crab stick cream cheese cajun crawfish baked crab meat jalapeno spicy mayo sweet chili eel sauce and crunchy flakes rock and roll sushi for lunch or dinner rock and roll sushi.com now with five locations in central arkansas
7: So I was talking to my friend Bobby the other day and he said, is this QC Kinetics real? Like, will they really get rid of my joint pain? I said, absolutely. If you've got injuries or if you've got arthritis, just call them today for that free consultation and they will show you exactly how your own body will heal itself. Hey everybody, it's RJ Hawk. QC Kinetics uses regenerative medicine that is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain. Do you have arthritis or maybe an old injury. Don't let this pain keep you from living your best life. QC Kinetics is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility. Do like many people in Central Arkansas have done. Call QC Kinetics now for that free consultation. 501-222-8440 501-222-8440 That's 501-222-8440 Once again, the consultation's free at QC Kinetics. Stacked commercial
1: When it comes to bikes, here's what you want. Reliable, fast, and tough as nails. That's what you get at OCC. And after a crash, that's what you get at Rainwater, Holt and Sexton. Paul Senior knows this. We're the Arkansas law firm motorcyclists have counted on
3: for years. We work fast to get you the best results. And we're tough where it counts. Fighting for you.
1: Reliable, fast, tough as nails. These are the guys I'd call anywhere in the state.
0: Dial 8, 888-8888. lawyer spokesperson.
1: a 103.7 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Red River, River Ford, Lion Legal, Central Arkansas Cadillac Dealers, Malvern National Bank, and Genesis
2: of Conway.
0: Welcome back to The Zone. Justin Akre and Christian Weaver talk about sports because they can't play them. DJ Williams can play them and talk about them.
1: Play fake. Mallet rolling to his right. Has DJ
0: Williams at the five. Fighting for the goal line. Did he get in? Touchdown, Arkansas! DJ Williams! Now, let's get into The Zone.
1: Say go, DJ.
0: Whatever, DJ. DJ it's time for enlightening candor with edgar award-winning author eli craner brought to you by the old bank in russellville the old bank offers an upscale dining experience in downtown russellville between hand-cut prime steaks blts or their signature lump crab cakes the old bank has something for everyone Call for a reservation: All five one eight one.
3: All right, Eli, let's dive into it. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Yes or no? Yes. Did you like it? Yes. Did you enjoy the the uh, commercials?
6: Yes. Scale of one Deva. to ten.
3: Halftime Deva. show.
6: Oh man, halftime Deva. show is taking me taking me back, man, to the to the glory days. Uh, glory days. That was, yeah, yeah, that was the, uh, that was, that was those were all my jams. Set, and,
4: and set, set, I, set a scene for us real quick. Usher playing.
6: Yeah. in uh, a, a club. Well, okay. What are you yeah, wearing?
4: Uh, affliction t-shirt?
6: No, affliction yeah. tea, uh, maybe like a flannel. Ooh. At a club in like Boca Raton, Florida. And, and maybe a jean. Because I was the one guy from Arkansas. Nice. On, on the whole roster. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah. That was—it's starting to make me feel a little old because I'm seeing these things come back. You know, like this is the first time in my life that mm-hmm. I'm seeing like like last year we had Eminem and Dre, and, and it's like
2: they're—I
6: uh, guess like the Boomers have been—you know—had all the, the halftime shows for for a while. Yeah, and now I'm, I'm starting to see.
3: See my crew come through. We we are the boomers now, or I am at least. Uh, yeah, this is definitely stuff from my childhood. It's funny when I listen to Justin Moore, he's like, Yeah, I remember that in high school or junior high maybe and I was like, Yeah, I was in college. <laughs> uh, but yeah, good stuff. <laughs> anyway, um or hell, I was working here. I remember when uh You Got A Bad when that song was like I don't know if it was still hitting or was it had already been hit for a long time. It was remember, hit for a while. I remember riding so around good. with this girl one time and I was in her she was driving around, I was in the, it was on, I was like, putting on repeat. I love that song. Anyway um, Eli, football's over, so a lot of people are well going to be sad for a while. So let's put them on a good book.
6: Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's baseball season, right? There you go. So, uh, so yeah, I got a baseball book. One of my favorite novels of all time, definitely. I think my favorite baseball book, uh, and I bet you're familiar with the movie, uh, The Natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so the Robert Redford movie, um, and it has one. Uh, so it's written by Bernard Malamud. Um, and it's one of those deals where everybody remembers the end of that, right? You guys recall the end? Yes. Of the natural. Well, the I remember Jackson.
3: the movie ending. I understand the book is a little different, yeah?
6: Yeah, yeah. Have I already done this book?
3: No, but I have. I remember this story from when the movie came out.
6: Okay, okay. Well, paint the, paint the scene. Paint the ending. Scene, and then I'll give you the book.
3: Scene. Roy Hobbs. Movie, you, Roy yeah, Hobbs Roy steps Hobbs. to the plate on a rainy day. It's storming. And uh is that the right one? or No, that's, that's a different one. No, he steps up at the end. And he's facing the young, hot pitcher, which is kind of the role reversal. And then he goes yard and breaks all the lights.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And I think in the movie, too, like Wonder Boy, the bat that has been forged, you know, from this, this lightning-struck tree has broken. So he's got to do it, you know, without his powers. Uh, and in the book, the final scene sets up really similarly. Um, he gets there. His bat has been broken. He's now the old guy, and here's where it takes a turn into the to the literature. There's a heckler down the third base line. This guy is calling him old. He's calling him the washed, you know, washed up. And Roy uses all of his power to turn into this pitch, and he whips one, rips one right down the third base line, and hits the dude right in the forehead, like knocks him clean out. And so, again, shows his power, shows his, his batting skill, and then on the next play, he's used all he's got, and he strikes out. Hmm. <laughs> so, it's so different than, yeah, the Robert Redford uh, big, big lights exploding and, and the Hollywood ending. So, good. But, but it is an amazing, amazing book. It has one of my favorite lines in all of literature. Uh, it says, you get two lives, Roy. The life you
3: learn with in the life you live with after that. It's good. Yeah, it starts out with him striking out the Whammer, you remember at the beginning of the movie. And then, of course, yeah. well, it all comes full circle in the book. So, did you say. Yeah. Uh,